You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, and today I really, really Really wanted to continue our series to go through our next group of players on our 21 Aggies to watch for in 2021, but we have breaking news. We have news coming out of College Station of the quarterback battle. It has been decided, and we have to spend all this episode talking about that, what this means for the organization, what this means for the loser, and what does this mean, of course, for A&M's outlook in 2021. The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like Locked On Podcast Network. Through August 30th and September 8th, Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview is taking you through every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast listening systems beginning on August 30th. As always, if you love this show, make sure you're following me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the podcast, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this a more quality-sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout-out, and I will add it into the mix. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is the number one source for all things 12th Man related content found here on LOP. You can always subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify. If you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. Well, it's over. It's done. We now know who is going to be the starting quarterback, the replacement of Kellen Mond in 2021, and it is... I'm going to let Jimbo Fisher actually tell you. This audio is provided by ESPN's 97.5 The Bench. How's Haynes played? How's, uh, played great. How's we, 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 we talked to him yesterday, and right now Haynes will be a starter. And... Uh, um, um, Zach will be the backup right now, but like we had a great talk yesterday, I feel very comfortable with both guys. I think both guys can win and uh, play well. I think both guys had an outstanding camp and just the criteria where we went through things. And we had a really good conversation about, yes, that's how we'll go into this, this going into this first game, as we say. But don't, let's say, those things are ever-changing. I mean, you don't want them to change, but at the same time, you know, competition and guys get better and how they play and, and also the roles and what may be needed for each game. There you have it. Haynes King. Officially QB1 of the 12th man going into the 2021 season. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, you know how we were talking about how yesterday I said there was going to be one quarterback mentioned? It was Haynes King. King was my pick to win the starting job. I like Zach Calzada a lot, and I think that Zach Calzada is a really good player. And throughout the entire offseason, you've heard Jimbo Fisher talk highly of Calzada. What Calzada can bring to this team, what he can do for this offense, what his skills are. But there's something about Haynes King that just stands out. And I do have to think it is a little bit of the versatility. It is a little bit of the elusiveness, the pocket awareness, the ability to scramble, the ability to move on the run and make those kind of platform throws. Those are all things that Haynes King can do that Calzada, I think, is improving at, but he's not there yet. And in a season when you come off of a 9-1 record, a Orange Bowl victory, and a chance to really succeed as the next big-time team in the SEC, along with Alabamas, along with the Georgias, the Floridas, the LSUs of the world. You need to go with a guy who best fits what you can do on a daily basis. That is where Haynes King, I think, takes the leap over Zach Calzada. Now remember, King is an established player. He has been around. He didn't play much, 
But when you look at the history of what he's done at the high school level, there's reasons to be excited. During his first year, when he was the quarterback of the Longview Lobos, I think it was in 2018, yeah, it was 2018, he led his team to a 16-0 record while throwing for 42 touchdowns and over 4,000 passing yards that eventually would be enough to lead Longview to their first 6A trophy at the UIL level since 1993. Now, in his final year, when he was at Longview, they didn't win the national title, they didn't win the state, but he did improve as a runner. That's the biggest thing you can take away. He improved immensely as a running quarterback, somebody who was a dual threat. He had 506 rushing yards, I believe it was, on the way to 10 touchdowns, 30 total scores in 2019. They lost in the second or third round of the playoffs, I'm not sure, but he only had two losses in his career. One coming in like week three of the 2019 season and one's coming in the postseason. So that's that's what he is. Guy was a winner. Guy consistently was able to win at the high school level. And last year, he beat out the likes of Calzada for QB2, which Calzada beat out the likes for James Foster the year before. Again, you got to give credit to Jimbo Fisher. He's basically saying, yes, we are running with Haynes King. Yes, he is starting for us. But will he be in two weeks? Who's to say? Will he be in two months? Who's to say? Calzada is not out of the running just yet, but it does feel like that this is now Haynes King's team. It has felt this way for a while. Every single practice that the media is allowed to go to, the first rep, the guy that you see, I always pay attention to the offensive line because the offensive line is very telling who is working first team, who is working second team. I always look for number 55, Kenyon Green. If he is at left tackle, that is the team who is working first team with the unit. It's always Haynes King. King is always the guy taking the first reps. Now, according to Fisher, he has given both players reps with the first-team offense. So that means that Kenyon Green, the likes of um, uh, Layden Robinson, Jameer Johnson, those guys, they are all on the field, and both quarterbacks are getting reps. But when you look, they always do a drill. They always do a red zone drill to start practice every single day. It's 13 with the first team. It's always 13. Then it goes 10, and then it goes the next QB. It goes 13-10, and I believe it's QB number 23. I forget who, who his name is because they're trying Eli Stowers out at tight end just to give him some stability. Ultimately, Stowers is the number three quarterback, I think, even though that they won't list him as that going into this year. Uh, but that's the case. It's always 13-10. It's always been King's job to lose. And while Calzada, I think, is a really talented quarterback, and I've seen him throw the deep ball, he has the ability to make a ton of plays. Haynes is just the guy who fits what the norm of college football is turning into. So that is something that you have to pay attention to when trying to dissect why someone got a starting job over someone else. King just fits what they're running in college football. And if you want to be the best, you have to beat the best. You have to play up to the standard. King offers that. As much as I think Calzada could be a story very similar to what we've seen from the likes of like a Mac Jones or a Kyle Trask, You got to go with a guy that gives you the best chance to win. This is the best roster that Texas A&M has had in a hot minute. And this is probably their one shot to actually dethrone the likes of Alabama for a while. Because again, next season, A&M is replenishing almost all their starters on defense. Right now, Alabama is replenishing almost all their starters on offense, including the most important position at quarterback. So this is something that I look at and I go, if you're trying to win right now, you have to go with the quarterback that gives you the most of every single play. 
every single drive, every single snap, which one is the better option? Even though I think Calzada could win this job and easily take Texas A&M to a 10-2 record, maybe even an 11-1 record, is Haynes going to be able to get you to that 12-0? To that 13-0? 14-15-0? Ultimately, yeah. If I had to say right now, if I had to go with one who's going to give me the best shot to go 15-0, it is King, and that's why he's QB1. It's that time of year again where betting is at an all-time high as college football and the NFL returns. And as always, make sure you go to the one place we love and the one place we trust when making those bets. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all pro and college action this upcoming season. Get all the updated odds, props, contests, including the biggest online half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now. Head on over to the website on your mobile device and make sure you tune in to our super daily promos by making a bet on Thursday, September 9th at the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. If you lose your wager, you'll be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and use the promo code NFL100. From football to basketball to your favorite Vegas casino sport and UFC, don't wait anymore. Get in on all the advantage for the 2021 season. Head on over to the website and use your mobile device to sign up for a new account and receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, let's continue this conversation. Haynes King, QB1, he is the guy going into the season. Where does he rank among the other SEC quarterbacks? This has been a subject of conversation, I think, for a minute. Because remember, we're trying to dissect who goes where, which player is in the right spot, where can this player be. You can't do that until you know which is your QB1. So now that we know that, let's go through it. I still think going into this year, the most complete quarterback in the SEC is JT Daniels. This is a guy I have said for a hot minute, I believe is best when controlling the clock. Somebody who is going to be a high completion guy, limits the turnovers as much as possible. You've seen that last year when he was able to start for Georgia, really improved from his first year as the starter at USC, when he threw 14 touchdowns against 10 interceptions last season when he did play. One of the more better completion quarterbacks, 67.2 completion rating, 1,231 yards, averaged 10.3 yards per throw, a career best, 10 touchdowns against two interceptions, and a QBR rating of 178.5. This is a Georgia team that I think is better than Alabama going into the year. This is a Georgia team that I think has all the pieces to be the best team in the country for 2021 but it all comes down to the quarterback position. And then when I look at this, Daniels is in the right spot. They were not replacing that much in the offensive line. I think they're only replacing two guys, the center Ben Cleveland, I mean the guard Ben Cleveland. I think their center Kersey, I think is how you say his last name. That's it. They're returning most of their starters. They still have a really good unit at the wide receiver position, even though George Pickens is going to be out for the start of the year. They also have a really good running back group with Zamir White and James Cook. So this is a team where he is not going to have to rely heavily on being the most efficient passer. He's not going to have to be a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback, but he is going to have to show stability. He is going to have to show consistency. Everything you saw last year in those five games that he played, you need to see that every single snap. If he does that, I believe Georgia is going to win the SEC, and I believe that Georgia is going to be the best team in the conference, hands down. But again, that's a 
big, big, big if. And you haven't seen him play a full season in over three years. So it's hard to sit here and go, yes, I am all in on Georgia. I'm just saying, if Georgia wants to be the best team, which I believe they can be. Sorry, I know a lot of people on this podcast are going to go, wow, can't even say a and going to be the best team. I can't until I see the offensive line completely work on a daily basis, but I will say that when I look at this Georgia team, they are a team that looks like one of destiny, and when you think of teams of destiny, they always seem to fizzle out. Number two quarterback. This is the one I would say is the Heisman runner. Like, when I look at these two teams, the one that I'm looking at to be a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback is not JT Daniels. It won't be him. It'll be Matt Corral. It'll easily be Matt Corral out of Ole Miss. Guy balled out last year. I mean, when you thought of just Jeff Levy's offense and what he did at UCF with Mackenzie Milton, and then you look at Lane Kiffin and what he did at Alabama with the likes of Jake Coker and Blake Sims as his quarterbacks, and even Jalen Hurts. I mean, like, remember that Jalen Hurts was the starter and he almost beat the likes of uh, Clemson in the lineup. So that was something that you got to remember that he was the starter that year and played pretty decently overall, not going to lie. But you look at what was done in that Tuscaloosa offense, what was done with Jeff Levy at UCF, there's a reason why Matt Corral was going to have a breakout year. 3,337 passing yards, 29 touchdowns. But that's the thing with gunslingers. They can throw a crap load of touchdowns, but they're also going to be a turnover machine. And kind of that was the case with Matt Corral. Now, he didn't throw a lot of interceptions in games. There was actually a multitude of games where he didn't throw a single interception. But when he threw an interception, he threw a lot of interceptions. Five against LSU, two against Auburn, one against Florida. I I mean, the guy did have a lot of interceptions. Six against Arkansas in a game that they lost because of that. So if you get him in a rhythm of throwing those interceptions early and often, that's something that's going to be a problem. That is something that's going to be a concern for the likes of any team. Throw him off his rhythm, he is going to be in trouble. So that's what I think of when you think of Matt Corral. Guy is good. Guy's a gunslinger, but guy has to get better at understanding one turnover is not the end. And if he can't do that, that's going to be a massive problem for the Rebels in 2021. A team that I actually believe could make a deep run to go to a New Year's Six Bowl game in year two of the Lane Kiffin era. Number three for now is Bryce Young. I have to put him on there. I get it. I know people are going to go, oh, you're a homer. You're a bias because you went to Alabama. No, it's just Bryce Young talent-wise is a little bit higher than Haynes King. But again, system fit does matter. That's the biggest thing I take away from this. System fit is so important. In a Steve Sarkeesian offense, I actually believe that Bryce Young would be the number one quarterback in the SEC. I don't know if he will be with Bill O'Brien. I really don't. I've watched Bill O'Brien coach at the NFL level, and he has had good quarterbacks. He has had Deshaun Watson, and Watson was limited as a passer. What happened after Bill O'Brien was fired in week five of the season last year? Watson went off. He set the NFL record last season in passing yards with almost 5,000. Like, that's how good Deshaun Watson was last year when you let go of the reins of Bill O'Brien. So again, maybe this is a really good thing for Bryce Young. Maybe Bill O'Brien is a better fit than what Steve Sarkeesian was going to do. Maybe he isn't. And and I honestly, just going to tell you right now, I don't think he is. I don't think Bill O'Brien is good enough to be at Alabama. I don't know if it's going to work the same way for Bryce Young like it would for Mac Jones. If this was Mac Jones, I would immediately say, yeah, Mac Jones is going to be a perfect fit because Bill O'Brien comes from that same Bill Belichickian offense that is going to be implemented in Foxborough, which is why I have high hopes for him in the NFL. 
I don't know if you can say the same thing about Bryce Young. I don't know if Bryce Young does the exact same thing for you like a, a, a Haynes King will do for you in College Station, which leads me now to number four. I would actually put Haynes King here. King, I think, has the most upside. I think King, when you look at his arm strength, his mobility, his pocket awareness, his vision, everything that you want for a starting quarterback, this is the guy. This is exactly what you want. And coming in at number four isn't that bad, especially when you look at the three quarterbacks ahead of you. The former number one overall recruit at the quarterback position is at number three. The guy who was the most consistent when on the field last season is at number one. And the guy who has the best chance to win the Heisman preseason right now and was the first team all SEC quarterback comes in at number two in Matt Corral. If it was Zach Calzada, I don't know if I would put him here. I may put Zach Calzada actually a little bit lower than Haynes King. I honestly would have considered probably Bo Nix just because he's a little bit more of a dual threat option over a guy like Zach Calzada. I actually would also consider Connor Balziak from uh, Missouri, the returning freshman of the year last year, as maybe a better option. Even though he had seven touchdowns and six interceptions, he completed 67% of his passes, and he threw for over 2,300 yards. I maybe would consider him. I don't know if I would consider Emory Jones, but I definitely would have him in the conversation just because if he is a runner and a dual-threat option. I don't know if I'd consider the same thing with Will Rogers. Maybe. I doubt it. I don't think I would, but you never know. Definitely would include KJ Jefferson in the conversation. I still would have put, um, you know, Calzada over him. I definitely would have put him over Ken Seals. I would have put him over um, over Miles Brennan. I would have put him over anyone at Tennessee. But there's more options at quarterback when you put Calzada in because of he is a pocket passing quarterback and he only offers really that. I get it. I know people are going to say, no, he doesn't. He offers so much more. But until I see it, I can't believe it. So I have to go off what I've seen. And what I've seen is him remaining in the pocket and being a pocket quarterback. So again, coming in at number four is not that bad when you look at what probably could have been if Calzada would have won the starting job over the likes of King. This episode of Lockdown Aggies is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? So there's always something for you to try that's different. So whether you're a coconut girl, a cherry guy, a raspberry kid, or a mint brownie favorite, you always will have a delicious treat covered in 100% real chocolate and it's soft and easy to chew. Plus, if you don't know what flavor you really like, go ahead and try the mix box where you'll get two of each flavor. That way you can test out which flavor you want to go with long term. The bars are great tasting, but they're also great for you. Only 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. There's not a product like this out on the shelves today. Go visit BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your very first purchase. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Stop eating the salty sweets and enjoy a treat that will meet your needs. Built Bar from BuiltBar.com. Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Betting on college football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day when you follow Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you get your podcast listening systems. So now the question turns to what happens with Zach Calzada? Does Calzada remain? Does he stay? Does he want to battle it out? Or does he transfer? I think this year for sure, he's not going anywhere. I would be very shocked to see him go, like announce in October or announce later on, hey, I'm done. I'm going to another school. I'm leaving. Because of, again, Jimbo Fisher is making it very clear. You can still win this job. If King throws five interceptions against Kent State, we're going to call on you. And if you throw five touchdowns and get us a win in that game, maybe we'll go to you in week two. 
maybe we'll go to you for you know the next few games. Those are real questions you have to have when you look at this team. Because if King may be the best option right now, but it's that right now thing. And we talk about this all the time in the NFL world, and I talk about this on my radio show every single time. I like where you know a lot of teams are at with their quarterback battles, but this is an A&M team that is trying to win now. You have a short leash. I look at this like the San Francisco 49ers. I think Trey Lance can win with the 49ers. I think Jimmy Garoppolo can win with the 49ers. But who offers the more upside? Right now, I go Jimmy Garoppolo because I want the safe option. I want to know that I'm going to be able to score consistently and not have to worry about my team losing points. But that lease is very short. I know that my window of opportunity to win is right now. I cannot wait for Jimmy Garoppolo to figure things out because if he's going through a funk, I don't have that stability. I have to win now because if I play in the toughest division in football, it's the same thing. The SEC West is easily the toughest division in football. So if Haynes King has two bad games against Kent State and Colorado, I'm giving him a shot in New Mexico, but I'm also giving Calzada a shot. And then September 25th, when they take on Arkansas, if King looks to be the part, great. But if King has struggled and Calzada looks pretty decent against New Mexico, if he comes in against Colorado, if he comes in against Kent State, I honestly may give him a shot because now it's SEC play. Those games, I think I'll go 3-0. After that, these games matter. Games against Arkansas, Mississippi State, Alabama, Missouri, South Carolina, Auburn, Ole Miss, LSU, they matter. They matter immensely because I want to be playing on December 4th. I want to be in Atlanta on December 4th. So if King is not doing what he needs to do, I'm giving the ball to Calzada. But say King does do what he needs to do. This is a redshirt freshman who could be there for the next four years if he wants to. He probably won't because, again, you know how the NFL is. It's always calling. Maybe he will because of the sheer fact of the new NIL deal. But if, I, if, if I'm Haynes King, if I'm looking at this from a battle of, you know, even next year with Connor Wengman coming in, with guys like Arch Manning in, in the 2023 class, potentially looking at Texas A&M now because of, you know, it's all SEC. If I'm looking at that, I don't want to sit and wait. I have two years of eligibility left. I want to start. And according to Jimbo Fisher, I can be a starter in the NFL one day. That's how talented I am. But the only way I can do that is by actually playing reps. If King is great, he's not losing the starting job. So I do think that Dak Calzada eventually will transfer. I don't think it will be this year. I think it'll be at the end of the year. And I'll be very interested to see where he goes because there's a lot of places that I think we'll see the potential he brings under center. Big arm, mo- not a mobile guy, but, but but a guy who can at least evade a little bit of pressure, step up into the throw, deliver pure strikes, and has a cannon. If I don't have that, I want that. And I think there's a lot of teams out west, in the Big Ten, in the, in the ACC, who would love to have this guy be their starter under center. So just because if he doesn't work for Texas A&M does not mean he will be a starting quarterback. But that doesn't mean never say never. King could struggle. He could transfer after this year. And guess what? Calzada's not the starter. That could be the case for Texas A&M. But right now, this is Haynes King's team. And what I like about this more than anything else is that when you look at this deal that's getting done in College Station, you now know who the starter is. 
No more guessing, no more concerns, no more questions, no more, you know, what is going to be the focal point of the season. This is done. It's a done deal. A&M has their starter. A&M feels comfortable. And A&M will now be able to build around King for the start of the season. And hopefully, the long-term part of the season. This is a team that's ready to win now, and they may have their quarterback that's ready to win for the short and the long-term under center for years to come. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. I'll be back tomorrow. I have already said this. It's going to happen again. 15, 14, and 13 will be announced. I'm just going to tell you right now, Haynes King is in that list of 15, 14, 13. I'm not going to tell you where, but he is in that list, so you're not going to want to miss that show. I'll see you tomorrow. And remember, you give me all. This has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.